0: You don't see it, do you? How close we are to absolute chaos. The sick ones are sitting on their fat masses, eating and drinking themselves into a stupor, polluting the world without a second thought while it goes down the toilet. Nobody wants to do the nasty work. You know, the shit that we all just think about? Most good citizens are just along for the ride and then bitch and moan and complain about everything when it doesn't work out. Not me. Get it done. Revolution Radio. Where we do the nasty work. www.freedomslips.com Thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at FreedomSlips.com. If you plan to call in and speak with one of our hosts, please turn down your radio and separate yourself from any background noise and wait for the area code to be called on before you speak. And don't forget, Revolution Radio FreedomSlips.com is listener supported. So stop by the homepage, FreedomSlips.com. Visit the site support area to help support the host you're listening to's airtime. Thank you, Revolution Radio FreedomSlips.com, where the truth never sleeps.
1: We're in a narco syndicalist commune. We take it in turns to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. Yes. But all the decisions of that officer have to be
0: ratified at a special bi-weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a civil majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two-thirds majority in the case of more... Be quiet. I order you to be quiet. Look, you stupid bastard. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. Just a flesh wound. I don't believe I am. It's such a display of courage, skill, nerve, no, grace. I'll do you for that. you oh, what? Come here. What are you going to do? Bleed on me? I'm invincible. You're a loony. The Black Knights always triumph. Welcome, one, welcome, all. And it is that time for Roundtable Live here at Revolution Radio Freedom Slips.com. Be rolling on till 4 a.m. in the morning Eastern Time. New ideas, different hosts every night, different subjects every night. You never know what's going to happen right here at the Roundtable Live. King Arthur has nothing on us. We're going round and round.
2: I think I might be live now, not altogether sure, but uh, Daryl, if you can hear me, then uh, let me know in the chat room, So I'm I'm assuming I'm live, there was was extra breaks last week and I don't know why, but uh, it just does what it does ultimately, and I now need to work out how to add people on here. I've had to log in on my phone because the laptop's not playing ball today and uh adding people okay good i'm I'm live anyway that's a, that's the start so let me get Joel on board and then we'll see where we go from there. All right, can you hear me now? I think I think when I called Joel it knocked it knocked me off for some reason. Anyway, I was just I was just saying there's a there's a big row going on next door. That's been going on since six o'clock this morning. see if I can get Lawrence on here. Alright, we'll get there in the end. It's just a bit improvised today because my laptop's not happening. Uh, Lawrence isn't around either, so it's just me for the moment. Right now, so I might have to just play something from from the laptop through the phone, which isn't great. But I'll talk for a while to start with and then see if we can get them on. So um, I was going to do a review of June at some point. I went to see uh, the new movie version of June on Saturday evening. And I've seen a couple of different versions of June before and i think i remember reading the book well i don't remember the reading the book but i'm pretty sure i have done or at least the first couple of hundred pages of it because i recognized so much of what was going on but it could i saw the there's a version of dune with sting in it in a in a a role that he didn't even really need to be in. It was just something to get him into the movie, I think, in the 1980s version. And uh, I quite enjoy this. Dino De Luentes produced the 1980s version, I think, if I remember rightly. And it's a bit compressed. It's a bit kind of everything thrown into two hours which isn't enough time. But uh, the new version is, is a bit longer. It's it's two and a half hours, as far as I can make out. I didn't really count it, but uh, it seemed like it was a bit longer, and they're taking a bit more time over it. There's a lot of big scenery set pieces, so it's all about the desert, really. The, the desert is a star. Of this movie, There'sn't it doesn't even really matter what's going on in the foreground. There's some some nonsense about the Benny Jesuit and a new Messiah going on in the foreground, but it's 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 very nicely put together. It has to be said, very very nicely put together, and it's very impressively shot. And I think they've. It's part one, so there's going to be at least one more part of the, and this is the first book of the Dune series. So I think there's about six or seven altogether. So I quite, I quite enjoyed it anyway. It, uh, it was, I haven't been to see a movie for a long time. I think the last movie I went to see was was Stan and Ollie which is a Laurel and Hardy movie, uh, some of which was filmed in Newcastle. Uh, just a little bit on the quayside, you can see where they've where they filmed. And uh, I saw that in the same, the same theater, cinema theatre as where I was on Sunday. That's about three years ago at least, three years since I've been to the movies. Yeah, that's that's quite a good movie as well. Steve Coogan's in the Stan and Ollie. It was made by the BBC, and it's it's a it's again a very nice movie. It's uh it's all about their their relationship basically. So the the movies are in the background. They're not even really spoken about that much. It's all about the the relationship between Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. And they're they're bickering and they're falling out as they're on a music hall tour in the early 1950s, I think, was the last music hall tour they did around Britain. I think they played Newcastle and and Sunderland. On that tour, so it was quite a, an extensive tour. Anyway, I'm going to see what I can do with uh, with Skype on the laptop. Let's have another go for that. Otherwise, there'll be nothing much to talk about because I, I was more or less relying on Joel and uh, Joel and Lawrence to come up with some material. So I haven't got anything prepared, but I can play something and uh, maybe keep the first hour going like that. Let's try one more time on here. Try Joel one more time. That's still not happening, so I don't think he's around this week. Hi, Lizzie. Welcome to the uh, freedomslips.com chat room. I need somebody to talk to if you fancy a chat for, for an hour or so. Or anyone really, anybody who might be interested, we'll make it an open, an open session. If I've got you on my list, then you're welcome to call in. If if I don't have you on my list, then you're going to have to add me. And my uh, Skype name is Open Philosopher. Open Philosopher Free Association. I think I'm down. Dennis Parker, Open Philosopher. That's where it is. Lizzie, have you had your coffee yet, or are you are you in the mood for a chat or not? Because I've just got an, I've got an open show here. I've, I need to fill it with something. <laughs> so we'll work it out as we go along, anyway. I don't think that I don't think the laptop's going to play ball. So let's see if I can find something on. on YouTube there's a couple of things I was listening to earlier on on the John Campbell channel and he started talking about um, vaccines effects on pregnant women and things like that so he's kind of moving in the direction slowly but surely of uh of vaccines aren't as safe as we've been told. But a lot of the literature doesn't seem to agree with that. And he, he goes by the literature, so. Right, Firefox application error. Skype isn't playing ball. It's uh, good times. <laughs> good times. It'll be one of those days, I think. No, Skype on the Skype on the laptop doesn't want to happen. All right, there's a Doctor Who live stream going on. I could just tap into that. That'll work for a couple of hours. This is a charity live stream that a guy called Mister Tardis is doing on uh, on YouTube. Let's see what he's doing. All right, he's got. I've got no sound for him, so that's no good. Let me just make sure it's not. It's not muted there, it's the laptop, great. So I wouldn't have been able to do anything with Skype on the laptop anyway. Because it's not giving me any sound. Usually that corrects itself if I reboot it, but uh, I don't know whether I really want to do that today. i am just going to play it by yeah but yeah, I do need to reboot this because I need to play something. Can't just talk in aimlessly for two hours. I'll be uh, asking too much. So I'm just going to reboot this and see how we get on. They're still going at it next door for what it's worth. Oh, the good news is my Ch- the Chinese family downstairs <clears throat> have moved out. So no more Chinese karaoke till two o'clock in the morning. Which is a victory of sorts. And uh, definitely necessary. So for two years, off and on, maybe not not regular, because I screamed at them a few times. And they didn't really respond very well to me screaming at them through the window, but... uh, It did stop the karaoke for six months at a time. And then they'd start up again and I'd have to scream at them again. And I mean literally scream. I don't mean just shout. I mean scream. Uh, But that was what was necessary because they weren't responding to anything else. So... It escalated quite quickly because I don't I don't put up with karaoke at two o'clock in the morning going on under where I'm sleeping. That's not a good situation. All right, just logging back into the laptop. Can I give you a running comment because that's all I've really got to talk about at the moment? We'll see, where we go. We might edit down into a podcast, if nothing else. I'll get a an hour's worth of podcast out of it. Alright. In case anybody's interested, the podcast is called Free Association Roundtable podcast and radio show and you can find it on uh, Amazon Music on Spotify on Google Podcasts on Player FM on all of those types of places if I can get the sound working on here I'll just play one of my old podcasts I'll just revisit one of the old round tables but I have to get the sound working first on the laptop. So there's there's the issue at the moment. All right, so plan A is get back into the chat room. Plan B is test YouTube. See how the sound goes, and then we can start rocking and rolling. Oh, so the park was good. The um, stand in the park on Sunday morning. This is what Lizzie's asking in the chat room. So that gives me some material to work with. That's a good. It's good because I would have forgotten about that for two days on, and my brain doesn't. Uh, doesn't compute two days ago. So yeah, I, 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 that's the third time I've been up there now, and it is literally just a, a conversation in the north. but it's uh, it's interesting. It was uh, it was as a a smaller group than normal. So there was when I got there, there was about six people there. But obviously it was cold on Sunday. It was uh, like eight degrees or seven degrees or something like that. And it felt cold for the first time. I, I even put my gloves in my pocket, anticipating being cold. So when I got there, there was, it was about quarter to 11 when I got there. But I think people had been there since 10 o'clock. And uh, yeah, there's about half a dozen people there. Um, and we meet by a cafe, the cafe in, in, in Leasers Park in Newcastle. <coughs> oh, excuse me, but not at the cafe, just in the picnic area next to the cafe. So I'm, I kind of, I've kind of got used to these people. I don't really know them, but I've, I've been there, this is my third time, so I've kind of had con- long conversations with two or three people that I'm kind of used to, and I just go, go up and say hello to. So um, I am at some point going to try and get them onto the round table, but I haven't managed to do that yet. Everybody seems resistant to being on the radio. I do ask them every time. Anyway, so, yeah, I got there quite to 11. There was about six people there, say, maybe seven. And we were, there was about two conversations going at the same time in the group of six. So I just joined in with a smaller one. And they'd just been on a demonstration. They'd been on a demonstration the, night, the day before in Leeds. So they were—they were all talking about that. Really, it seems to have been a pretty good one. Very friendly, lots of support from people in the street, and yeah, that was what—that was the basis of the conversation. Was this um, this demonstration that people had been on in Leeds? So. It, from what they were saying on Sunday, it was the most supported by the public that they've ever that they've ever seen it. I think they've been on a demo in Leeds before, and it was more supported than the previous one in Leeds. So we carried on. The, the time before when I was there was a couple of weeks ago in Leesers Park and we got a visit by the community police uh, support guy, That's the community support police officer came over and apparently somebody had made a complaint or made them aware that there was a large group of people in the park who the person the person making the complaint had said they're they're probably anti-vaxxers planning a demonstration. So the local community police guy came out to have a chat. And to be fair, he wasn't he wasn't in any way hostile. He was just looking for a point of contact if there was going to be a demonstration. And he left with uh, a copy of the light paper and lots of leaflets. So um, it was a reasonably successful encounter, I think. And these guys are activists who meet in the park. So they're they're, they're not exactly friendly friendly to the police, but then but they're not all, they're not hostile either. They're just kind of they stay neutral and stay away as much as possible. So but that seems to be my thing at the moment is is kind of hanging out with people in the park on a Sunday Sunday morning. And I sent the link to Lizzie, which is why she asked me about it I think. Uh, so I don't really know what else to say. It's, uh, it was it's a good encounter. Astandinthepark.org dot org is all over the world. if my local group can get 30 people standing in a park in the cold and the wet in the middle of November, then so can all the others. And 30 people is 30 people. It's the 30 people who are actively doing something about the current situation, even if it's just standing and having a cup cup of coffee and a conversation in the park. That's the start. And they do meet. They meet at roundabouts in Newcastle and stand with placards on roundabouts. That group's called uh, Rebels on Roundabouts. So you have got to stand in the park, Rebels on Roundabouts. All right. Let me believe it.
3: in chat for you.
2: And they're both on Telegram. There's groups on Telegram for Rebels on Roundabout and for a stand in the park. But those those are the local people that I've found. And really it doesn't take that that much to get things moving. It just it's just keeping things active. I mean I do my thing on the radio and I talk to people in cafes and bars here and there. And that's what I do. So I don't do the large scale stuff or the demonstrations. But I do my little bit here and there. And I think if everybody does a little bit, then it adds up to a large amount in the end. But it's individual; it's one-on-one conversations that I do. It's uh, and actually, there's a guy, there's a guy I've known for a few years, who's uh, not at all happy about my stance on vaccines. Uh, he's a friend of a friend of mine. And uh, so I've known him for 10 years, maybe. And he, he's actively hostile at the moment. He's kind of muttering under his breath and, and slagging me off. So but it is where it is. But I'm, uh, I'm slowly turning him round. It's very slow because uh, his parents died in February, I think. So he's he's got a personal investment in, in vaccines, because his parents were on life support. And both of them died within a month, so he's been hit hard by this stuff. So I understand why he's taken the stance that he is but I'm still not putting up with it. I don't, I don't intend to be brutal with him, but I've told him in no uncertain terms that I'm not having the vaccine, I'm not having the poison in my system. And uh, he's come round to the idea that it's a personal choice and the difference of opinion. He's nice to my face, put it that way but I reckon he's probably slagging me up when I'm not around, which is fair enough. It's fair enough, fair comment, I suppose. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, uh, but so am I. And in that particular case, my opinion is that I'm not taking the vaccine. Oh, there's another, there's another group on Telegram that I'm part of as well. Um... Where where my opinion is not being well, well I was part of it where my opinion was not being valued so I've just left there it's like all right if you're expecting me to agree with you on every single issue you're expecting me I would normally I'd support people you know what I mean but then if if I if, if I express an opinion that's not what people want to hear and they're not prepared to to engage with me with me on it. I will just leave there. I'm not interested. I'm not, I'm not here to have a battle with anybody. I'm here to engage in a conversation with people. I'm not fighting a war. I've got, n- I've got no intention of fighting a war. I'm not buying into that metaphor at all under any circumstances. It's not a spiritual war. It's not a physical war. It's a conversation that needs to be had. That's what it is. That's the analogy that I'm in. That's the metaphor that I'm buying into. But if you want to fight a war, go ahead and do it. But don't expect me to fight it with you. Because that's not what I'm doing. I'm having conversations with people. That's what I'm doing. No, Lizzie, I agree. War was not what we're in. We need to find a way to get the people on the right talking to the people on the left and the people in the middle negotiating, if possible. And then we've got critical mass. If it's only people on the right fighting a perceived threat from the left, then then it's lost already. It's lost already. So there's no point in fighting a war anyway if it's already lost. I think we've won. My, my belief system is that we've already we've already won this it's already sorted out so I'm not, I'm not interested in fighting a war for something that's already sorted out. because the, the assumption in the fight is that the situation hasn't been resolved properly and my assumption is that the situation it has been resolved properly and we're just in the process of getting there. So it's a, different, it's a totally different assumption. And I know from, from my manifestation processes that when I make an assumption like that, then, then it's going to happen. It, might, it may or may not happen for other people with different assumptions. I'm not making any claims about manifesting a situation in the whole world, but I can manifest it for me And if I'm if I manifested for me, and I tell people how I've done it, everybody else can manifest it for them for themselves. It's not up to, it's not up to me to fight other people's battles. It's not up to me to rescue anybody. It isn't up to me to manifest anything for anybody else, really. I'll, I mean, I'll, if you're in there and I'm manifesting, it will happen for you at some point, but. That's not necessarily the aim of it. It's not the intention of it. So the the world's a big place with lots of different points of view and everybody's entitled to their point of view. The only thing we can do is, is just accept that everybody's got a different point of view and then have a conversation. But on Sunday, I was I was quite angry. So my position was slightly different. So on Sunday, I was kind of in a place where I'm saying we've got to get organised. We've got to make sure these bastards don't do this again. Which is what I think. I think we do have to get organised. But organised in a way that's not obvious. Organised in a way that's It's not necessarily public and not necessarily uh, hostile to anybody. Or uh, Rebels on roundabouts is fine. They can do that. That's one way of doing things. A stand in the park is another way of doing things. My way of doing things is to get a group of people and network them together. In cafes, in discussion groups, in in, uh, in bars or whatever. So not everybody knows who everybody else is. But there's a network. But if not everybody... If everybody... knows one or two people in that network... but doesn't know the rest of the network... then the network's protected. And if, if a couple of people... Go wrong or whatever, they can't give anybody any information. It's all very uh, cloak and dagger this stuff in my head, but uh, this is the way I've been thinking. It's like Fahrenheit Four Five One, where everybody keeps a few verses of the of the of the of the Bible in their head, but then every now and again they meet up and they share the bits of the Bible that they that they still know because the Bible's been banned and burned or whatever. So it's more like Fahrenheit 451 than it is a war. And I think probably I'm contradicting myself because Fahrenheit 451 was was a lost war, wasn't it? So I don't think we've lost. I think we've won. But the manifestation of that victory is still to be seen. And the way to manifest it is to is to be a network that has some resilience to it. So the, re- the resilience part is in in the anonymity within the network. And I'm already visible now, because the stand in the park people know who I am. So and the police know that stand in the park is there. So all they have to do if they want to <coughs> take down a large group of activists in one place is turn up and stand in the park on a Sunday. So I'm not altogether sure how this can work but uh, I'm trying to minimise minimise my uh, visibility and still doing things in terms of organising. So I'm having a conversation with a woman I know from a a few years ago about organising a a meeting in Newcastle once a month. there will just be a a cup of coffee in a cafe. But it's a way of networking. It's a way of uh, a way of keeping in touch with people. If I if I don't go to stand in the park for a while, for instance, this would be another way of keeping in touch with people. So as I said, I don't know I don't know how this stuff really works in practice, but. It seems to me that the the resilient building a resilient network is is step one, and then step two is becoming more visible. Uh, there was talk of a private members club, which I would also thought about. We need because we need event space and a private members club. So it's either going to have to be event space that already exists. Or we're going to have to set something up ourselves. So I don't know how many of the the spaces in town are uh, anti-lockdown people or lockdown sceptic friendly. So that's one thing we do need to make a list of. Is the people, the people in town, the the businesses in town that are lockdown sceptic friendly. And from there we can work on uh, on giving them, giving them coffee, giving them a meeting. So it might only be once a month and it might only be four or five people, but there's a tenner. Fifteen quid maybe, that can go to a business as lockdown sceptic friendly. Uh, Let's see if I can get this YouTube up and running with something. Entertainment, so let me find something where there's likely to be no swearing on it. and something not too heavy, something, something entertaining. So let's try the Doctor Who live stream. I'm hoping I've got some sound on the laptop now. Uh, let's find Mr. TARDIS.
1: Then the day after, they sent me another one. So I have two copies of this thing. Should I put this in the raffle? It's not Doctor Who themed. No the one involved can sign it or anything. But, yeah, chat. let me know if I, if I should add this to the raffle. Um, like I said, it's not Doctor Who themed. Uh, Doctor Who is a family show, Shaun of the Dead is definitely not like, family friendly. But, yeah. Uh... Ben W says, well, the editor in Santa Claus in a film. Yeah, from The Long Game and uh, Last Christmas. So, yeah. People are saying stick it in there. Okay. The chat seems great. Be... If anyone doesn't agree, please speak up. But, yeah. Uh, I have a spare copy of this book. I've not read it all the way through. I've read the first um, chapter. And they do mention Ed Wright being a big Doctor Who fan as well. One of his inspirations growing up. He was originally uh, going to try and direct some uh, stuff for... Uh, series one, I wasn't able to to pan out. That would be really interesting. And Harriet Jones is in it as well, as you have heard. Right, thank you so much uh, for all those donations. Uh, we'll, we'll throw it in the raffle. We'll, we'll throw it in there. What we're going to do now, folks, is that we're going to uh, play our first uh, interview as well, uh, because uh, I'm not the only person with a story of working of uh, wanting to work in the TV film industry after being a fan of Doctor Who. It's interesting because in the in the 1990s, you had writers from the wilderness years who were not involved in the classic series in any like, creative capacity, who grew up loving the show. And then when Doctor Who came off the air in 1989, they were able to write uh, and work for um, offshoots for wilderness years for the novels and everything like that. Uh, and what we're seeing now is that people of like my age, maybe a bit older and a bit younger, who were kids when Doctor Who came back in 2005, but now get to that age where they are now making their own leaps into the creative industry that Doctor Who uh, inspired them to be a part of. And one of those people I wanted to chat to for this live stream was Billy Garrett-John, who is one half of the Review of Death podcast with Matthew Toffolo. Uh, He is uh, someone who works in the TV and film industry, who started off, like myself, and like many of you folks, as a fan of Doctor Who. He's been a fan of Doctor Who longer than me. He shares his story uh, on this live stream in this interview. And the film and TV charity is in the chat uh, with uh, with a heart emoji. Uh, there. Thank you so much to the Film and TV Charity for being in the chat. We've we're not even gone for an hour and we're 40% to our goal. Thank you so much uh, to the Film and TV Charity who want to get this all in aid on. But, without, I'll let Billy Garrett-John share his own story. Uh, thank you to you folks. We'll see you in about half an hour. What are the figures on your printer? Is that a printer up there? I've got a Jodie Um so thought I, I dress it pretty like and
2: then I've got an from um like okay. Alright, the sound's gone low on this because he's playing a video, so I'm gonna stop that and start talking again. Alright, so Doctor Who as a as a topic. Is something I've been uh, revolving around for the last couple of months really, since the since the TV show came back and for those who don't know it's a six-part um serialized version of doctor who so there and it's called flux the overall series is called flux and what chris chibnall seems to have done is is used used doctor who as an allegory for uh, the destructive power of the pandemic or something similar he's it's basically, it's the whole universe in a catastrophe. It's basically what he's doing. So the stakes are quite high in this one. It's not like this is one planet. It's the whole universe being destroyed. And uh, the battle between time and space is how it's phrased. I'm not sure that I like that because time and space aren't, aren't opposing things. They're actually probably the same thing. 'Cause she can't have time. All right, so I assume I'm back now. Somebody just tried to ring me on the phone. Anyway, the battle the battle between time and space is what is what flux is about. The Santarans episode, which was episode two, is very good. Uh, the first one that was the the setup episode i can't remember the name of it It was too too complicated too many things happening Uh, it was too complicated for me anyway but uh, lots of things happening too much james bond in there as well too many things to introduce with too much James Bond, but it was still still entertaining. If you look at it as purely as entertainment, then it's working. If you look at it as social commentary, then it's probably working. Although we've still got two more episodes to go, so well I haven't watched episode four yet. I watched up to episode three. Which is all all time stream mixing up. Basically hiding in, in your own time stream. It's all a all, all a bit conceptual, but in some ways it works, in some ways it doesn't. I like I like serialized versions of Doctor Who with cliffhangers. I prefer that to the um, the reboot that was 45 or 50 minute episodes with a with a story arc. I prefer that to be more more of a thread to it. So the six episode serialisation works for me personally because I'm used to old school Doctor Who. And also, lots of things used to be serialized with cliffhangers. It wasn't just Doctor Who. So, I grew up on on Flash Gordon and and Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, both of which were old school 1930s and 40s black and white serials. So the Saturday morning Saturday morning pictures type of serial, which is what what Doctor Who is really. If we're honest about it, it's a kids' TV show based on those Saturday morning serials. And Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers still stand up, even whatever it is, 70 years on. Buster Crab did a remarkably good job. And if you think about it, the the master is Ming the Merciless. At least in in the original 70s incarnation, he was definitely Ming the Merciless. Anyway, so that's the first hour. What I'm going to do is I'm going to log off of here, see if I can log on from the laptop, and then uh, I'll play something for the second hour.
0: and We'll be right back after this message.
2: Be evasive. But that doesn't mean that they're
0: telling the truth as opposed to fiction. And Genesis chapter
1: 6 verse 4, and there were giants in the earth in those days. I'm also after that.
2: When the sons of God came unto the daughters of men,
0: indicating that there were giants before the Nephilim. And sons of God, Burrow. they weren't talking about Jesus coming down. Anymore.
2: No, no, that's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm Steve Crawford, host of Factor Theory Live. Join me every Sunday night from 10 p.m. till midnight Eastern Standard Time on Revolution Radio at freedomslifts.com. Check it out. enter into a world unseen on raven stars witching hour you will encounter eclectic topics from the realm of spirit brought into our matrix of truth with your host, the Solaris Blue Raven. Solaris will bring you an array of unique guests covering topics from ghostly spirits to amazing anomalies, covert technology, UFOs, and shadowy global events. And that's right here at Revolution Radio FreedomSlips.com Saturdays midnight till 2 a.m. Eastern Time. Revolution Radio where information never sleeps.
1: Let the magic rise.
2: galactic interstellar council on revolution radio studio a fridays at 2 p.m eastern join us as we traverse the starseed paradigm
0: as expressed in the time-space continuum that we know as the divine expression of love and light integrating this conscious unity into the galactic paradigm So welcome all,
2: both terrestrial beings and galactic beings as one. So be it. You're listening to Revolution Radio.
0: we've tried for years and years to use passive resistance and loud voices to make a change that time is over your governments around the world have no other goal than to decimate your entire existence at the hands of the bankers and the elites the war is coming, and it's your choice to decide if you want to be a warrior or a victim. Denial is not a choice anymore. Revolution Radio FreedomSlips the number one listener-supported radio station on the planet. Not giving up. Revolution Radio. radio. Thanks for listening while well, we take that short break here at RevolutionRadio, FreedomSlips.com. And yeah, we're going to get back to your host.
2: Okay, welcome back to Free Association. And uh, this is the round table version of the show, but it's just me today. As nobody seems to be available, but that's fine. Uh, what I can do is uh, play something from... YouTube or BitChute, and just uh, have a look and see what's on BitChute now. All right, let's try from the phone again. I can get into Skype on the laptop, but it doesn't want to stay connected for some reason. I'll have to have a look at it. So I can't play videos. I'll just have to improvise a little bit. I could play. I could play from my from my hard drive, maybe find something on there. All right, let's have a look. No, I don't want to update. I'm just going to pick a random old podcast. And I hope that it doesn't have any swearing in it. <laughs> so let's see where we go. Um, this is 52 minutes, so... I might have to skip a little bit.
1: Um, yes, it is live show from Revolution just because I can <laughs> because it's it's interesting and uh, yeah I think it's uh, it's a good show so it's worth playing again so let me just set that up
2: Inevitably this won't be what happens because it's just it's one of those things where So that's not gonna work. Let's try something else. Let's try a little bit of Dark Horse. Dark Horse Podcast. If it if it sets up, which it may not. no that's locked up as well so that's not going to happen either so oh, restart the laptop again honestly i'm uh, less than happy at the minute about this technical stuff but it's got to be worked through and and it won't even switch off marvelous so control alt delete
3: Oh maybe it's working again. I don't know. No, it's not. It's home. This
2: is why I need a new computer isn't It It's lasted a year, year and a half. But it was cheap to begin with. And uh it's uh, it's not playing ball today, that's for sure. Lots of error messages. Guy doesn't want to play ball. Virtual DJ doesn't want to play ball. So I think it's just me for the rest of the hour. So we'll go back. We'll go back a little bit to uh, to stand in the park, and I'll see if anything else comes. That's somebody else trying to call me. So I was there, for, I, was at, I was in the park for two hours from quarter to 11 until just about one o'clock is when I left, when it started to, to get cold enough to snow. And by that point, everybody was ready to leave. Although when you, do, when you try to leave these things, you end up in another conversation. So it took me about half an hour to leave. but they seem to be a good bunch of people. From what I've seen of them, they're genuine people trying to work things out the best way they can, which I suppose most people are genuine people trying to work things out the best way they can, on the left and the right. I'm not one of these people that slags off the left-wing people at all. I don't slag off the right-wing people, so why should I slag off the left-wing people? I'm not part of either group, really. So I'll agree with the right on some things, and I'll agree with the left on some things. And if you don't like it, you know where the door is, basically. And that's got to be my approach. I'm not changing who I am to fit in with other people. I'm just not doing it. I'm not not something I'm prepared to do. It's not something I've ever been prepared to do. Who I am changes naturally anyway. So I don't need to do it too consciously. I do work through issues and I do personal development work and that's enough I'm not changing how I behave or my personality particularly because the, per- the personal development work that I do the emotional freedom technique and the Sedona method is all about letting go of things that you no longer need so if something's still there that means that I don't fit in with the right and I don't fit in with the left, then it's because I need it. It's because it's there there for a reason. It's either a survival mechanism that I needed in the past or it's something that I need now. And either way, I'm not not letting go of stuff that I need. I let go of things that no longer apply or are no, no longer necessary So what I could do with this hour is do some emotional freedom technique. That might work. That'll cover at least 20 minutes. So, and I haven't done any for a while. So let's do a little bit of that. So what do I want to work on? Uh, feeling, Feeling worthy, feeling... Feeling appropriate to the situation, maybe. Is that something I could... uh, Or separation, the feeling of being separate. That would would be something that uh, Sedona Method would be probably better for. So I can't remember how to do Sedona Method off the top of my head. But I can do the emotional freedom technique. And uh, if it comes back to me, I'll add it in so with, with emotional freedom technique it's tapping on the karate chop point on the inside of your hand with the four fingers of the other hand so when i'm talking through it that's what i'm doing and it, that it this is the radio version this is the ridiculously simplified version but it works so on a scale of zero to ten how much do I feel like I'm separate? Uh, about a seven, maybe a seven or an eight, even. Let's go with eight for the time being. And um, the setup phrase would be something like uh, even though I'm feeling separate from the world. I wholly and completely love, honor, and accept myself. So repeat that a few times and tap on the karate chop point, the fleshy part of the inside of your hand with the four fingers on the opposite hand. So even though I'm feeling separate from the world, I wholly and completely love, honor, and accept myself. Even though the world is a place that I don't really understand, and people in it I don't really understand, some of the time, not necessarily all of the time, but some of the time, and that makes me feel separate, Because other people look like they know what they're doing, look like they know what they're talking about. And probably they don't. Probably they're just the same as me. But from my point of view, they look like they know. And that makes me feel separate. Or maybe I'm choosing to feel separate for for another reason. So what could that reason be? It could be because I perceive a danger in being part of the world. So it could be fear. So another set of line, even though I'm feeling afraid of the world, which makes me feel separate, I wholly and completely love, honour and accept myself. Even though I've had this fear for many decades, lying underneath, not really visible. And I've felt it in the past. I felt separate for a long time. I can let go of, of that feeling of being separate. I can let go of the fear. Right, so that's that will do for the first round. I am making this up as I go along, so it's not all that coherent. But it doesn't matter. You can just work it, work through it, and work it out as you go along, and it does work. So on a scale of zero to ten, how separate do I feel now? Maybe a six. Maybe a six. So I'll need to do it again. And just if I get down to a two or a three, then I'll probably be happy with this particular session, because it's not what I was expecting to do today. But uh, so even though, even though I'm feeling separate from the world, I wholly and completely love, honour, and accept myself. even though the world feels like it's separate from me, I wholly and completely love, honor, and accept myself. So I am where I am. It is what it is. And if it's not required, then I can let it go and safe to let, to let go of the fear, safe to let go of the anxiety, whatever that's being attached to, whether it's the virus or the vaccine, or the people who are organising the vaccine, potentially the people who are organising the virus as well, no need to be afraid of, of any of those things. It's safe to let go of the fear. Um, How do I feel now about it? Down to a four. And I'm feeling quite chilled out. So I'll do one more round, see if we can get down to a two or a three or maybe even a one if I can get down that far then I'm happy so all of this fear of the world all of this floating anxiety that's been sitting inside of me and it's being attached to things on the outside I can feel safe to let it go safe to let go of the anxiety and fear. Parts of the world can be quite dangerous and parts are not dangerous at all. And everything else is somewhere in between. So when it's appropriate for the situation it's safe to let go of the fear safe to let go of the anxiety right I think I'm uh, just about there now just about there so one or two maybe I might come back to that before the end of the show and see if we go through another round before the end of the show but it's a while since I've done emotional freedom technique on here So it's a reasonable way to to get chilled out, chilled out enough to talk for another half an hour, which is which is what I've got to do really. So the world in my case at the moment is uh, people in the chat room and people listening on studio A. Right, I've just rebooted the laptop again, so let's have another try there. get back in the chat room that's part one there's no point in having a cunning plan to conquer the world if you can't even get a laptop that's working properly let's just start from the simple things not that i'm actually interested in conquering the world but uh Not being frightened of it would be a good start for me and for a lot of other people. I imagine. All right, so let's get Skype working again on here. I right, just talk amongst yourselves for a couple of minutes. While I do the technical things. It doesn't help that it's too early in the morning for my brain to be functioning properly as well. I mean it's ten o'clock, but it's still early for me. Right, my neighbours are still going out in next door as well. Incessant. It, it can be entertaining sometimes in a kind of uh, macabre, kind of uh, voyeuristic way, but I don't really, I don't really like using the next door neighbors' fighting as entertainment. But it can be. Uh, usually, I fall asleep while they're doing while they're doing their shouting, so I focus on their shouting and then I end up falling asleep. Right, let me hang up on the phone and see if I can get onto the server from the
3: laptop.
2: Right, we might have a show now. We've got the last half an hour of a show anyway. Return the volume down just a little bit. Right, and uh, who do I want to add? Let's try Lawrence one more time. So it's been a bit hit or miss. Because of various technical issues, but we're doing all right, I think. It's a it's an early morning show, so you can't expect technical perfection. So where am I going to take this now? Any suggestions in from the chat room? I'm open to suggestions this morning. Daryl or Comet, or Cowgirl if, if Cowgirl's there. I think Blas- Blasphemous Buddha's in the chat room as well. Let me have a look on the visitor list and say hello. So who we got? Comet, Batsman, Valerie, Fierce Lightning, Noreen was in. Catdog Girl's been in. Blasphemous Buddha's been in. So either way, though, we've got we've got people in the chat room. Um, just a reminder of Revolution Radio's listener-supported. So if you if you've got any spare cash and you like what you're hearing, I you know, wouldn't expect you to like what you're hearing this morning from me, but from other people. All right, Comet. Uh, I don't I don't think you're on my contact list. So if you can find me on Skype, Walkman uh, Philosopher, Dennis Barker is the name. Um, I'll bring you on for the last half an hour if you like. We'll just have a chat because I'm. I don't think I've. I've never spoken to you live. Um, but you're welcome to come on. We'll see that we can set that up for, for the day or for next week or whatever. So I'm open to suggestions, but in the meantime, I'll find something to play. A little bit of a Dark Horse podcast from Saturday just gone or from the week before. So a couple of clips should take us through most of the uh, the next half an hour. Uh, Let me, hang on, is he going to let me do this or not? All right, we're on anything that can go wrong, will go wrong, Jay. Uh, I can't take calls because I'm on on the, the phone again. The laptop logged me out of Skype when I tried to play the clip I wanted to play. So I've had to log in on the phone again. So I can't take, I could take calls on the other one. There's, there's two, two Skype accounts, Comet. So if you, that was my laptop, you just rang. So if you ring the other one, then I can take the call on on, on the on the other account. Oh, I think the show's already already a mess, Comet. I wouldn't worry about it. We've had so many things going on, but. Uh, unless you like shows that are just technical issues running one on one after the other, (laughs) then, uh, I'll edit it down into a podcast. I might get about half an hour out of it as a, as a podcast, but, uh, as a radio show, it's a bit of a mess. All right. I'll, I'll reach out on, I will sort, we'll, we'll get the contacting sorted out for next week. Um, this week's a bit short notice anyway, if it's a bit early. We'll, we'll, we'll sort that out for next week. I'm, I'm taking it easy on these roundtables, to be honest with you. I'm taking it easy on the Saturday show as well. I'm not stressing about any of it. Uh, if you if you put your, your Skype ID in the chat, I'll, I'll find you. Darren Smith, OK, that was you that just rang, then, yeah. All right, that was you, I think, so I'll pull you in now. Well, hey, hey, hey.
3: Hello there. You got it. How are you, man? Are you,
2: are you good? I'm, I'm doing good. How are you doing this morning, brother? Uh, I'm all right, apart from the odd technical hitch here and there. <laughs> well, you know, all
4: those technical issues gives us something to talk about.
2: Yeah, that's it as well, and it's, uh, <laughs> I've got to fill two hours, how am I going to do that if it's just me? Yeah. That's why I do a one-hour show on Saturday, I thought, ooh, do I really want two hours every every week? Oh, hang
4: on, I, can- I think I might still have my uh, thing going.
2: oh man okay oh, there we go oh, i'm sorry still had so the, you the chat room going you're fine mate it's, it's all it's all good stuff yeah you know, so okay. this 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 kind of round table is it's it's developing it's kind of it's it's a work in progress is what it is so i don't really mind saying like a little bit of technical here and there is no big deal is it no no hey you
4: know we're doing this on shoestring man what what can you say
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's uh, and plus I've had four, four or five reasonably good shows. So it's like when you when you've had a run of five shows, you should expect a little bit of technical here and there. Yeah, yeah.
4: If it, you know, if 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 it gets to sounding too professional, then you start sounding like the, uh, the uh, media heads that that make up their stories. You know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true enough. True enough. So <laughs> scripted and all that. Yeah, I guess, I none, of, none of
4: this is scripted.
2: No, I definitely I don't do scripted. I might prepare a little bit here and there, but I don't do scripts. <laughs> yeah. And even even if I prepare it, it it goes out of the window as soon as I, as soon as I launch Skype, it goes completely out the window. Yeah, the whole topic changes as soon as you push the button, huh? That's what that's always what happens on a Saturday so uh, i'm thinking about the show from thursday afternoon onwards what what can i put together as a combination of things and then
4: what you have a how many you get like two or three shows in a row or something no I'm, you make, I'm like, sat-
2: is it on, your show daily no no I, I do i do a show on saturday on studio b and and i do this round table at the minute i'm i'm thinking about adding something else in as well but I'll I'll wait and see. I'll get the round table established first, and then next year at some point I'll add something else in.
4: Okay, okay. So, so you got one round, one show that's a round table, and then one show that's just you.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's that's normally how it
4: works. Okay, well that's, that's pretty good. That gives you a, an opportunity to to uh, do your own show, and then and then have a show and beat ideas off each other's head. You know.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 good at hosting. So I'm fine hosting other people's conversations and chipping in a little bit here and there. It's what I'm kind of used to doing anyway, because I've been running philosophy groups where in the town I'm in, in Newcastle, for the last, what, five years. So we just sit in cafes and we, we have a cup of coffee and we talk nonsense for like three or four hours. And I can host that, no problem. But
4: in, in it, is it like a, a,
2: a internet coffee shop? No, the the philosophy groups were just. It's just coffee. It's like oh. it's literally. We sit on the sofas at the front of the cafe, and we we just take up that space. The guys who run the cafe are fine with it because we we might buy one coffee each over the course of four hours, but they're fine with it because it makes the place look busy and it pulls. Yeah, it makes people it look busy, right? Because we're in the we're in the window, so it looks like there's people in there, which there is, and uh, it brings people in from the street, so they're happy
4: yeah you know there's there's I remember there was a, a place when I was growing up that, that wouldn't let you come in unless you bought you would buy something anything. but but you're right about you know if, if there's if they want to look busy and draw in customers, just anybody that comes in here even just to sit, sit around is going to make it look uh, attractive you
2: know. Yeah, um, there used to be a group of about 10 of us on two or three two sofas. In a, literally in the window, so you could see. All you could see if you looked in the window, the main thing you could see was this group of ten people. So it looked. It it makes the place kind of welcoming and friendly, even even though we're a we're in a group and we're not going to welcome people in at the door. It's obvious that there's. It's a place where people can gather for groups. So. Right. Well.
4: Well. Uh, what does your group do, y'all? Uh, y'all. Uh, uh, just
2: kind of throw ideas around, or do y'all have a a, a dedicated uh, goal or purpose? I've, I've run a few with different different goals. So the last one I ran was was a, a precursor to this. It's about free association. So just to, I used to just pick a pick a word, and then then each person would do five minutes on that word, and you can you can pick up from where somebody. Was just talking, or you can just come in from your own angle with it. And um, okay. I had a group. I had a group on a Saturday Saturday evening. Used to meet at six o'clock, and I would come up with with two or three words for the group. But sometimes I would just throw it open, and somebody else would come up with a word, depending on how the group was going and how interactive it was being. But that used to cover an hour and forty five minutes, no problem. Right. So it's, so just um.
4: Taking a few words, you would um, describe these words or, or go into depth about the meanings and things of these
2: words? Or, or you would just use them in your topics? Well, you can, you can do anything you like with it, as long as it's based around that word, that keyword as a kind okay. of starting point. You can go off in any direction you want with it. You could take it to a personal place, or you can take it to just defining the word from a dictionary or whatever. And then the well, next interesting. Thing I-
4: I've never, I've never uh, seen
2: any kind of group like that that did any, that did that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I ran that for about, well, I set it up and it lasted about six months. Uh, to begin with, it was just me and one other guy, but then it, it went up to about seven or eight people at one point, and then it died down. As soon as the summer mm-hmm. arrives, people have got other things to do. So right. it, last, it lasted from February till the beginning of July. That one.
4: Well, maybe maybe that's what you could do is make it a seasonal thing, like a, you know, from 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 when it gets from pe- when people kind of have nothing to do, you know, when it when it cools off and they kind of go in the, in the house. Maybe you could
2: have like a, a season where from there to when it warms back up, you could, you could have yeah, a group. I'm, I'm setting something up again. Um, I've just arranged with a friend of mine to set up set up a, a group in a cafe at the end of January. And I'm, I'm going to make that a monthly one, but I, I might use that as a theme at some point, depending on how many people show up. It's, it's better if there's six or seven people, because then it just flows really well. When it's only two or three people, you need three words or four words sometimes to keep the group moving. Right. But it's, it, it works for what it is. I mean, it's, it's based on Freud. I mean, Freud would use, was using that technique for, for psycho, psychoanalysis
4: Right. So, so do, you, do, you, do y'all like try to use uh, words that are uncommon or uncommonly un, un, unused very often? Um, and
2: so you can I kind of bring just, them out into the open? Is that how you? I was just sitting and, and tuning into the group for the words, basically. So it, I was just doing it intuitively. For once I knew who was in the group. It's just like I tune into the group. I'll I'll kind of connect with the 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 group energy, and then usually the first word will come out of out of that.
4: Oh, Um, just from the energy of the group and the people there. Yeah, that's
2: how I do it. Okay. Uh, Because different, uh, because me just coming up with a word isn't necessarily going to suit every every combination of people. But if you Uh. do it from from the people who've shown up. They let them give you the word from from the subconscious or how, wherever it's coming from, wherever I'm picking it up with my intuition.
4: Then, then there's going to
2: be some it, substance
4: there. Say that again. I said uh, when you do it like that, there there will be some substance in your conversation because it'll be re- the, the the word you choose will be related to the the group itself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's the way I was trying to run it. I want to do something like that on the radio at some point as well, but I, I haven't found a time slot and the the right combination of stuff yet. Yeah. But uh, I, but I mean it would work on the radio if I can if I can manage to tune in and get the right words for the for the group that shows up. Then it it'll, it'll be great radio because it's all verbal. It's all the whole group was about was about speaking. It's about speaking from the word or speaking your relationship to the word right and everybody's got a different perspective so you don't get there's no repetition because everybody's different
4: well yeah everybody has their own interpretation even though a word may have a meaning when it's used in a sentence it gets interpreted uh in many different ways sometimes and that that can cause confusion in a conversation and uh and and can cause problems, especially if you're texting. Because when you're texting, you know a word can sound any way you want it to in your head. It can sound mean. It can sound funny. It can sound ugly. Whatever your your intentions in your your own head
2: is is um, is uh, is putting that in those text words. Yeah, it's all, ultimately. It's all it's all kind of projection. It's all you put the meaning into the word. The the word. Ultimately, a word doesn't have any meaning until we put it on. So it all comes from it all comes from the individual looking at the word. The word just, words don't have meaning. Words are just sounds, but we, we add meaning to like them. Like frequency, uh, each word has like a frequency, right? Exactly, exactly, mate. So the sound, the sound, the frequency might give it the meaning but it doesn't have meaning until there's somebody picking up the the frequency of the word and the person interacting with the word, if you know what I mean, right? that produces produces a different frequency to the word on its own because it's different for each person that's interacting with that word. It's like there's a, you can, there can be a, a, what's what's the word when you're talking about frequency, there's an additive process goes on. It's kind of constructive interference. So it makes the word bigger than it, bigger than it would be on its own, or there's right. destructive interference which makes which makes it smaller than it would be on its own. I'm not seeing that very well, but you get the idea. It's the combination of the two that gives it the meaning. All
4: right. Well, it's just kind of like the um the the words be in the paint and you be in the brush. You know, you 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 stick your
2: your, your brush down in the paint and, and paint what you want with those words. Yeah, exactly. You can use it. There's, I mean, some some words have got historical fixed meanings to them. So sometimes it's better to use a word that's already got a historical meaning as as that meaning. But you can play with it. You know what I mean? You can adapt it a little bit. But if you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and you're using a word that's already got two hundred years or five hundred years worth of of meaning associated with it and you're trying to give it a different meaning you have to you have to tell people that you're doing that in the conversation yeah, otherwise but otherwise it's going to be a bit confusing for people all right
4: and 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 um i, I had i had a, had a thought flowing through my head there that i was going to bounce off of you and, it, and, it, and i lost it it's too early I, i'm i'm i I'm, can't hold on to my thoughts real good yet this morning but it um it was like the, the, the word you use and the energy you put in it has a as a, a big effect on how the word is interpreted. Um, you know, it, the word love can 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 be uh, uh, amplified depending on the energy you put in it. Right. Yeah, exactly. your, your energy amplifies the, the, the word itself is what I guess in any word, uh, any phrase the energy you put in it um, can change the effect of the,
2: the effectiveness of the word. Yeah, completely. Completely. And one of the themes in I just went I went to see the the new version the new version of, of June, the movie that's just come out. Uh-huh. and one of the things they've got in there is a as a, a thing called The Voice, which is the way the the Benny Jezeret priestesses. The, control the people around them so it's basically a hypnosis process uh, but uh, in, in June they call it the voice it's where it's where the force comes from, it's where uh, Lucas got the force from for Star Wars I think he just must have read June and borrowed a lot of stuff because there's a lot of parallel stuff there and obviously June was written first so Frank Herbert gets the credit anyway from from my point of view well,
4: you think like, in, 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 and not to pick on a Jesuit or anybody else, but in the case of like a religious person, a Jesuit, do you think that um, that because of their training that they can they can use their words? Uh, uh, I don't even know how, to, how I want to put this the, the the to their advantage or 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 could could they use their their words? And their their knowledge of language for to to implement things without a person knowing
2: or or to uh, trick a person into uh, you, do you think about yeah, you think about anybody that's speaking that if if somebody believes they've got authority that comes from God? Right, that's where I was coming from. Uh, when you when you put give a
4: person authority and and then language too, that gives them a, a, a lot more power than just a person using language itself without the power right without the
2: authority that's what I was yeah, saying. Be- yeah because because the even if it, mm-hmm. even if then even if they're not being given mm-hmm. the authority of God if they believe they are then yeah. that belief's going to come out in their tone of voice so it, it so that's an amplifier for the words that they use right the authority behind the, the message right the authority behind the person giving a message yeah that's it. So any, I mean, a human authority is one thing, but if you're thinking if, if you're wandering around thinking you've got the authority of God, then that's a totally different thing because that's that's a huge amplifier. Well, you think about it. Just
4: like when when you speak about authority, if a, a person walks up on you, up to you on the street, say, Hey man, you you got pneumonia, you need to go home take a shot. You probably just gonna walk right by, but if you walk in the as well. Like, tell the same thing. you're more likely to listen right because of the authority factor yeah true. even though the That's same words they're... may have been given to you and, and then there's the trust factor and you know, there's a lot of factors going on there but uh one anybody can't just uh jump up and start using language without some kind of knowledge of how to to, to use it in the, uh, that way right i mean you do you do need to kind of know what you're doing with the language you're using if you're in, if you have intent with it.
2: Yeah, well, I think some people just do it, and I've, I've just been born with that. Or if you grew up in a family, say, let's do it this way. If you grew up in a family that's got a level of authority, say, for instance, because you're a you're in a multi-millionaire family, that's that's. Had wealth passed down from multiple generations, you're going to have a different level. You're going to have a different perception of who you are than somebody who's just uh, jaw blogs from around the corner or whatever. Yeah. So it's it's the it's your belief in yourself is there, and that belief in yourself is an amplifier for your words as well.
4: Yeah, because the the um the the current well, I don't know the current like the belief in yourself, like you said that is going to give your words uh, strength and uh, just having courage in in your own self because you can't convince someone else to uh, to 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 believe or trust in what you're saying if uh, you don't believe in yourself how are you, how are you gonna get them to uh, to believe in you no matter what you say to them right I mean you have to portray some kind of uh a message in your voice and your words, or something that convinces them that you're worth listening
2: to. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting that uh, some sometimes when I'm speaking, people uh, respond really positively, and other times they're just not interested at all. And I think it's partly because of the, that level of that level of self belief that I've got. And it goes up and down with me. I don't. I don't have a constant level of self-belief that I just have all the time. It goes. It goes up and down. Because I'm always. I'm always questioning myself and and every everything
4: I, around I me. I do too. Uh, I have a um. Even though there's a lot of things that I'm rock solid on what I know, I still am not confident in it. You know. To, to, to uh, I think that may be just that may be a, a self. Uh, confidence thing that I'm missing not not necessarily a, a, a knowledge confidence but I, 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 I do have a, a hard time uh, uh, sometimes uh, portraying my own feelings without without going overboard I don't know it's hard, it's hard for me to uh, express a feeling without feeling like I'm either completely dominating the, the conversation or complete completely uh, waning from the conversation it's, it's hard for me to fit in the middle somewhere and flow. Uh, and, you know, unless it's the right topic, there's some topics that I can flow all night because I think maybe because they're not emotionally tied to anything. But uh, that has a lot to do, too, in, in your language, your emotion and uh, the emotional uh, relationship to the conversation that you're having.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm observing. I'm observing how people are responding to my tone of voice. And some sometimes it's just if I'm. It is it is speaking from the heart. If I'm angry about something and I'm speaking about it, then people respond differently because it's an honest it's an honest thing. It comes across in my voice. And All I right. swear if I'm angry as well, so it comes across differently because I'm because I'm swearing every now and again in the conversation. It it could it just comes across differently. Whereas normally I don't I I don't swear as a general rule, but if I'm angry about something I'll I'll definitely <laughs> that's that's
4: that's the same same way around here
2: is uh
4: it's not that we don't use cuss words it's usually they don't come out until the fists start flying (laughs) you know so uh that's that's kind of why i don't use them because around here when you hear that word you better start looking because it's not going to use them unless something's coming at you first you know so that's just you know everybody in different areas they live different ways they have different you know customs and things
2: yeah, yeah
4: where I'm from when you hear that word you, you, you better be ready to defend yourself because it's not coming out until the fifth start part and so that's just you know that's that's kind of why those those things um touch me in a different way it's not hey I, I don't care what anybody says what, what what does it bother me what anyone says but it just the the emotional factor behind it because of the the uh, the history that I have here, it triggers, you know, it triggers that that emotion because that's the way it is here. When you, you know, so every time I see that word or hear it, it just—I have to go through that trigger-hate no all this. <laughs> this ain't this
2: yes, book right. yes, so kind of, Yeah, yeah, so It's a—it's a, it's just a danger sign. It's a—it's a, it's it's an, like an a alertness what? sign.
4: Right, right, danger sign. Right, right, danger, danger. Hey, it's—you know. But now I, yeah, I, I, I don't care about all that. I, I do. I do like to, to see peace, you know, between people, between, especially people. That's working for the same goal. No, we're, yeah. We're all know. working to make a, the world a better place. No matter what 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 area we are working on, it may not be as important as the next person, and there theirs may not be as important as the next person. But they all are important. And, and and working together, we can we can change things and make it better. But we have to we have to accept that uh, some things are just not going to be the way we necessarily want it. You know, we're not going to have everything perfect. It's we can strive to get it perfect. though. and through language and, and correct correctly interpreting, you know,
2: language, uh, you can get there. Yeah, man. Who's to say that the way the world is isn't perfect? It might yeah, look like
4: you
2: know, <laughs> it might look like it's not, but that's just perception, isn't it? It's just it's just one person's point of view from the from the perception from the point of view of the whole human race. We we're in the place we're in because of the consciousness of the whole human race. Right. So well, hey, look. Okay, so, it's uh it's
4: four fifty six. I think you got one more minute if you want to have time to shut
2: it down. All right. Well. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming in, comment. I appreciate that. Sure, um, uh, I'm
4: good, going. I'm going to go ahead t- and back out and let you shut your show down. Thank you for inviting me in.
2: No worries at all. Well, it's you've been listening to Free Association. Uh, my name's Dennis Barker. I'm here every Tuesday. Uh, we do a round table. Um, it's been three of us on a fairly regular basis, but it's it's starting to open up a little bit, which is good. And uh it'll continue to open up.'m I'm, I'm keeping it loose so it'll it is what it is and uh it'll it'll turn into whatever it turns into it's it's going to be loose from now until Christmas and I maybe tighten it up a little bit after Christmas. but it's been good to speak speak with you and uh, I'll be back again next Tuesday. I'm here on Saturday morning at 11. On Studio B for just a for the free association radio show, which is just me on my own playing clips, and you're welcome to join me for that. But thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.
4: Thomas, aka
0: a mad painter. I'd like you to join me Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Open Canvas. Don't forget to bring an open mind. Yes, folks, that's right. Bring an open mind to an open canvas. Again, that is Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. UFOs to government corruption. This is Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us, we're already here. We did not
4: engage in conflict that was out of line with our mission.
0: Is it disloyal? Is it sedition? Is it treason to oppose the hands of tyranny? Never!
4: I will never send troops anywhere on a mission of that kind without telling them that if somebody shoots at them, they can darn well shoot
0: back. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me A dark cloud is finally lifting across the world as U.S. military intelligence and their global partners are destroying the deep state criminal power structure that has ruled over our planet for hundreds of years. We are free with the God-given rights, and we shall not yield that right to any power on Earth. Hi, I'm Scott McKay. The world is at, is at and I am your host on The Tipping Point on Revolution Radio where every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern we bring you the latest in this ensuing takedown of this global criminal empire. That's an image of strength. You'll get the raw hard truth here on The Tipping Point. So come join us Mondays 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern in Studio B at revolution.radio
1: This is Jim Fetzer inviting you to join me on The Raw Deal Revolution.